This is a Rooster Teeth production. guys can take it away this is episode number 43 this is going to be the good one i think that all the other ones have been great this one is going to be head and shoulders above the rest of them but it's up to you guys to get it there so i'll leave it to you take it away thanks for that awesome intro eric i don't think any of us could have done a better job than what you just did you continue to impress and amaze and you are right that is what this show is gavin raymond how are you guys doing today not bad I'm doing great. I feel like there's a little bit of pressure, though, off that that opening. Like Eric said, this is going to be great and then just left. This disappeared. That's what a that's what a, a real showman does. Right. He sure. threw the gauntlet to us. And now it's up to us to run with it. So, uh, Andrew, I believe uh, I, I, I hopped into the chat to the, the recording earlier uh, and I heard you talking about pickling. So I left. Did you want to get into pickling? I mean, we don't need to necessarily get into pickling. I could talk about it briefly. I well, okay. Let's say. Were you offended I, by it, Jeff? Is that why you left? No, I just thought uh, I don't need to hear this shit from him unless it's like on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say if I said that I'm I'm into pickling now? Does that mean that I'm going to pickle things, or that I'm open to the idea that pickled things could be good? Uh, if you're into pickling, you're one who pickles. So you're like making your own pickles and. What shit did at I home. say? Did I say? I think I said I'm. I'm open to the idea that pickled things are good or pick. I don't remember what I said, but it, I'm not I'm not going to be a pickler. I just thought there was no way like anything being pickled didn't seem like it would enhance the flavor to me. I mean, you're, you're already a pickler. You got a pickled waffle on your desk right now. That's <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I should do something with that eventually. I just don't. I, I kind of oh. want to smell it again, but I'm convinced I'll just vomit immediately. And uh, there needs to be a right time for that. I also don't want to get puke on my keyboard. Yeah, we should. <laughs> That's something you build up to uh, throughout the course of an episode, for sure. You don't yeah. want to blow it in the first five minutes. Definitely. Hey, speaking of which, I, what, you guys got a lot to cover this week. Gav, you got anything? I, I have a thing to bring up that, could, that we forgot to talk about is, is a brief thing. Gavin, you mentioned maybe it was the end of the story, but I was going to expand on it a little bit. You had a jacket that like would buzz alarms or whatever, and it was kind of set up in a way of like, we'll talk more about it. And then we just never did. Oh, yeah, I could go into that. I have a question, too. Uh, I said, Gav, do you have anything? And then, Andrew, you also answered. <laughs> so is this your way of telling us that you have a third name and it's Gavin that you have been hiding from us? <laughs> no, I just got excited and I answered when you said, do you have anything? Then you said, Gavin, I assumed it was open to everybody. I didn't realize this was a Gavin only question when I replied. <laughs> okay. uh, I my only thing names. to talk about this week is Andrew will routinely say things that he hasn't done. Uh, which I feel like most people have, like eaten an egg or uh, what else? There was something else. Meatball. Like, you, haven't, you haven't eaten a meatball. Yeah, stuff like that. I haven't watched Star Wars or whatever you lied about mm -hmm. last week. No, I didn't. Watch Triple X uh, for, uh, for <laughs> to bring in the millennium. <laughs> that was just a mistake. The two-year screener. But I w I'm intrigued if you can pinpoint, Andrew, things that you know most people have done that you haven't. Oh, I feel like, uh, well, this is a weird, I feel like everything that we just talked about. Star Wars is a big one. I have a Star Wars question for you, Gavin. Jeff gave me so much shit about this. And you need to understand my concept. I've seen The Phantom Menace. I saw The Clone Wars. Walked out of Revenge of the Sith. Didn't finish it. I've never finished that movie. And I've seen Rogue One. I was thinking about Star Wars. So, like, understand the characters I, I, have, I have a grasp on from those movies. I asked, and I thought this was a very fair question, but Jeff thought I was a fucking idiot. Is Chewbacca an Ewok? <laughs> He's a Wookiee. Well, I didn't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know anything. I don't know what a Wookiee is. I thought it was a fair question. They're both furry things. And I was just curious if Chewbacca was like substantially taller than all the other, all the other Ewoks. I thought it was a fair question. So all furry things are the same to you? I, I'll be honest with you, Andrew. That makes you sound a little furry intolerant. No, I'm just saying that typically when you see an Ewok, there's certain size from what I've seen. And I was just curious if Chewbacca was an anomaly, if he was just a really tall Ewok. <laughs> he was but the wait, Yao wait. Ming of Ewoks. Yeah, yeah, that was sort of what I was presenting. But yeah. yeah, wait, you said you saw Rogue One. Doesn't isn't that the one with all the Ewoks? Oh, all the damn it, all the Wookies. Which ones? Or is that Solo? What one has all the Wookies fighting? I don't think I don't I think, think they're does. in Rogue One. Yeah, I haven't seen Solo. Okay. Yeah. 
Chewbacca's hmm. in that one, though. I, I don't think I've seen a Star Wars movie that's featured Chewbacca in any way. I'll be honest. I don't want to turn this into a whole Star Wars thing, but I'll say growing up, Star Wars was an easy franchise to wrap my head around because there were s- only six movies and really uh, three for most of my childhood. It all runs together now. Just hearing you guys list all the fucking movies to try to keep up with. I don't know how anybody keeps it separate. It, and I'm by we, no means an expert. I didn't. I, I watched them all in chronological order for the first time. I watched one, two, three, four, five, six, and then uh, I hadn't seen them in years, and then I didn't remember anything about it, so I had to rewatch them all. I never thought when I was a kid I'd be like, "All right, I slow down on the Star Wars for a minute. I need to catch my breath." But <laughs> I actually feel like I watched them in the worst way, in in some sense, because I've never seen Darth Vader in any movie ever. I just kind of <laughs> sort of have this perception of who Vader is. Jesus. So wait, and you're so, watching Rogue One, and yeah. then at the end, you're like, who the hell's that? No, no, no. I know who he is. Like, culturally, I've seen Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. I get who Darth Vader is, but I've never seen him in a movie. So when he had the Rogue One sequence, people lost their minds about how cool that was. Yeah. To me, I just assumed that's what Vader has done every other movie. That's what I thought the bar was. Like, that oh, was in no. no way exceptional to me. I was like, oh, he just killed a bunch of guys. <laughs> He moved like an old man yeah. in, in almost every movie. That was like the one time he was badass. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my problem. I feel like if I watch those movies now, it's just going to be ridiculous under under like seeing what he could do in Rogue One compared to what he did in the other movie. Well, I just wouldn't even bother if I were you then. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a lot to watch. There you go. No need. Maybe Star Wars and eggs and meatballs and pickles just aren't for you. Well, I'm open to pickles. I had, uh, Wendy's has this Korean barbecue burger in uh, Canada right now, and it had uh, pickled onions on it. I think it's like the first thing I've had that was pickled. Really enjoyed it. Kind of brought out some additional flavor, kind of tart. I'm a fan of it. So I'm open to the idea that- Was that your first pickled onion? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. I think it might be my first pickled anything, uh, knowingly. You should try a pickled cucumber. They are delicious. (laughs) Ooh. But I don't like cucumber. So I don't you did. Well, listen, a lot of people don't like onions, but they like pickled onions. It's a whole different world when you pickle it. Yeah, but I like onions. So I feel like it's not shocking that I'd also like Hmm. pickled onions. It's just a variant of the flavor. I don't like cucumbers. I'm going to recommend that you if that you try to ride this pickle wave and maybe you don't jump into pickles. Yeah. uh, Pickled cucumbers immediately. But I think you got to get there because it's like it's. It is, it's the big dog in the ocean. It's the shark mm. of pickling, right? Okay. It's the, it's the blue whale. It's the apex predator of all other <laughs> pickled items. So you can't ignore it forever. At some point, you got to give it a shot. Maybe you work your way up to it, though. Is there a pickled section in the grocery store? I imagine there is, right? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Is there, like, could I just buy pickled things if I wanted to just expand? See if, uh... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I assume it's like in the area with the jaws. Yeah, where the pickles are, even. Okay. I don't think I've ever gone down <laughs> that aisle. You've never gone down an aisle. Well, no, the pickle aisle, specifically. Oh. Have you ever been down- standing on the end of all the fixtures, like peeping down the aisles, <laughs> but never set foot down? <laughs> Andrew, the, the pickles are... She's like, excuse me, sir, about halfway down that aisle, sir, there's some pickles. Would you... Would you grab me the Vlasics? <laughs> Extra crunchy. I can't go down the aisle. That would be a really interesting challenge is to go a year, but you can only buy off the ends. <laughs> the f- face shopping challenge to see what's available to you. It'd be everything that's on promotion. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the produce, you'd live off the produce section. You got the deli. You can make that work, I think. It's just like condiments. Yeah, but and- stuff like like refrigerated stuff is never on the end, is it? Oh, I guess no, it is. Very rarely. You would just end up with a lot of like ice cream cones and fixings <laughs> for ice cream. <laughs> a lot of like maraschino cherries. <laughs> yeah, you can buy all the big red that you want. <laughs> and like and candles. You can eat candles all day long. <laughs> candles and batteries. Just oh, for the next two God. weeks, I'm not going to walk down any aisles. I'll just see how it goes. I'll see what I can. That's a that's a great on. challenge. I think. I yeah, think that's a it's, great it's 2021 challenge for everybody, <laughs> for the audience as well. Oh man! Hey, so I have. Uh, can I talk to you guys about about something? Yeah, of course. I was uh, I was a little unhappy with my performance in last week's <laughs> face. I usually mm-hmm. am, but I was so unhappy. In fact, that I even reached out uh, to you guys after the episode just to make sure that it was. Okay. Oh, you text Andrew as well. 
Uh, maybe I just no. text, maybe I just texted you. Thanks for bringing uh, that up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sure I had a reason, but uh, <laughs> so I I I re I decided uh, that instead of being in a funk about it, I was going to redouble my efforts between that episode to this episode. And the struggle that I've been having, I was talking about this with Gavin, is like nothing's happening in my life right now, right? Because of the pandemic and because of working from home and stuff. And I, I think I even said to Gavin, like I can only make socks and fingernail clippings you know, <laughs> stories for so long. Like I'm really scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel here. Yeah, but last night, last time you are pulling up, like throwing up blood and all that cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true too. That's what I'm saying. It's the bottom of the barrel, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god damn. Uh so I I set to 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 come up with some stuff for this episode that I wanted to get excited and, and invigorated about. And it was such a fun experiment that two things happened. One, I became an inventor and I have created what I think is a revolutionary product I would like to share with you guys. And two, I became an artist and I think I've created uh an avenue for a future of art. So I would like to share these two things with you. Uh, if you don't mind, and if no one else has any more pressing business. No. I, I'd like to see... Are these connected in any way? Or uh, are these two separate mm, ventures? They are separate, but I, one could argue they're connected on a theme. Okay. Okay. Uh, pickled eggs are amazing. I think so by condiments. Yeah, Nick's right. They're, they're by the condiments. Okay. So let me, let me preface it. I'll, I'll take this back a little bit. I was having <laughs> this conversation... Where I thought, like, what am I going to do between now and next face to really to, to bring it like the guys have done, like Andrew's done uh, or Raymond has done every week uh, with the shit that he makes up and how Gavin has been able to just like coast by without really doing anything, <laughs> even signing the goddamn baseball cards, which the merch team has been begging us for Gavin to do. Uh, but it doesn't even matter because Gavin, he's got the he's the boy with the golden hands, as his grandfather said. Uh, so, uh, I, as I happen, as I tend to do, I have these creative, uh, like sessions on my bicycle, right? So mm -hmm. I was, I was like, I gotta get on my bike and I gotta run out there and I gotta figure out what I'm going to do between f face and f face. And I was like, oh, fucking <laughs> right as I was about to get on the bike, I realized I was hungry. It's like a law firm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> face and f face. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I should grab some food before I go. And I looked around and there was nothing that I could eat on my bicycle. But then I saw like a candy bracelet because I had bought a bunch of candy bracelets at the dollar store the other day. Uh, you, and I, you know what I'm talking about, candy bracelets, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I feel like I So I slapped a candy bracelet on my wrist and I went off uh, on my bicycle. About halfway down, I remember uh, on my ride, I realized that the candy bracelet was still there. And I thought, that's kind of convenient. I can eat the candy without getting off my bicycle, right? And so I was able to eat the entire candy bracelet while riding without slowing down, without reducing my pace, without anything. And that, <laughs> and I thought, what a shame that I was able to provide sustenance for myself without even, without even slowing down or breaking my stride on my bike. Were you leading your hand up to your mouth or were you hunching down to your <laughs> wrist while riding? It's an excellent question, Gavin, and I'm glad you asked it. And I have some documentation that can uh, answer that for you. Uh, however, uh, it would, so we'll get to that. Anyway, <laughs> in this moment, I thought, I wish that I could continue this bike ride, but still feel like I, I got the sugar rush. It's over, and now I'm worse off than before. As G.I. Joe told you, eat a banana, not a candy bar. You'll, you'll have energy longer, right? Uh, so, so I was like, I had the, the quick rush of the sugar, but I was bummed that I didn't have something more substantial. And then it struck me, what we need to be able to do as a society, and this is all right, you guys are going to have to, an audience, all this will go up on the Instagram face pod is what it's called so that you can play along with me. I thought there's got to be a better way to <laughs> combine the convenience of jewelry and the raw power of beef. <laughs> what the? Combine the convenience of hand jewelry with bovine energy. And that's when, that's when I landed on the beef bracelet. <laughs> you see, what I've done in this photo, and I apologize for my skin looking a little ashy, it's still beaten up from being scraped across I-35 for a couple hundred feet. Uh, I'm still a little, I'm still a little under, under the weather physically. Uh, the beef bracelet, what I've done here, I made a prototype, right? Uh -huh. I took the string, I took the string from a candy bracelet, and then I cut up like a Slim Jim, and then I, I, I <laughs> combined it around, 
and created a bracelet of beef. And let me tell you, boys, it worked. Now, here's why I'm telling you. I would, I, I would like you to consider investing in face beef bracelets. Uh, I, and I don't want to stop there because I got to thinking... Uh, that's a lot of. That's good. That's convenient. I can. I can ride my bike. I can eat beef. I don't have to stop. I don't have to slow down. I don't have to. I, it doesn't have to impede my life in any way. But that's not a lot of beef. What? And I'm, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to end up with like 17 bracelets. I could do that, or I could go for the big beef bracelet. I made a second prototype. That's right, with chunks, like huge chunks of beef jerky. So if you don't want a snack, you want a meal, it's right there on your hand. I could already envision the commercial as Jeff riding his bike and there's six dogs running after him. Beef bracelet. All right, I'm glad you mentioned the dogs. I, that We're going to get into that because that is a, a, a area for concern. Here's what I thought. Why stop at beef, right? I, this is a whole product line. So I tried a lot of stuff to put on a bracelet. I'll be honest with you. It's hard. What goes well with beef? Cheese, right? Beef and cheese? I'll be damned if I could get cheese to stay on my wrist for anything, any kind of cheese. I gave up, and then it struck me. I'm overthinking it. What do people like about beef? They like that it's salty. So what happens when you combine sweet and salty? You get sweet and salty beef bracelet. I already had the answer right there in front of me. You just combine the candy necklace or the candy bracelet with the beef bracelet, and you've got both. You've got a sweet and salty bite all at once, and you're getting your and you're and you're like scratching that sweet tooth urge, and you're building up your protein, and you get. You're going to be in the best shape of your life. You're going to be the most extreme mountain biker, swimmer. Oh, that's another great thing, right? It, it's, a, it's a bit of a problem for the sweet swimmer? and salty. Uh, candy bracelets, they will melt in the rain. However, <laughs> beef is rain resistant. You can wear this sucker in the ocean if you want to. What, your beef going to get saltier? What do you great? mean? <laughs> you want to eat a load of wet beef? No, I don't want to, but I'm saying you can if you have to. I like that you went from, like, you pressed stop last week and you're like, oh. hard cut to you stapling and gluing beef to your arm. What is, what is, how, how has that taken place? Look at the state of that picture. It looks foul. It looks disgusting. Well, they, I, I think I'll say thank you. Oh my God. I support this. And then I, I wanted to, oh, I have one more for you guys too, right? So okay. I, I thought I need to make a commercial. Now, I don't have the money. Oh, these files are too powerful. They're more than eight megs. Uh, oh, I can't show it to you. You oh. could text, maybe. Yeah, or the Slack. Okay, I'll Slack it to f face. Uh, so I filmed, uh, just to give you guys a, a clue of what I'm talking about, and this goes back to what Gavin was saying about, like, uh, do I hunch my head down or do I bring my arm up? I created a video to show uh, how it works. Now, when you watch the video... You'll have to take into consideration that what I'm actually eating is uh, because I didn't have the beef bracelet on me at the time. I'm actually I'm using a bracelet that says fart on it that Millie made for me. And uh, I'm using that to, to pantomime eating how the motion works. Then what we'll do when we get some money, like when you guys invest and other people invest, we'll rotoscope in some beef. OK, I'm going to yeah. watch this now. Yeah, yeah, watch it. <laughs> OK, yeah, he he's one handed it. He's bringing yeah. the wrist up to his mouth. He's having a little snack. <laughs> Obviously, this is the uh, just the model prototype. Doesn't contain any beef. Yeah, I can see that. It's it's Jeff pretending to eat beads. <laughs> yeah, you know what's great about that too? It's so safe. I was filming that whole thing with my left hand. I didn't have any hands on the bike. <laughs> When you're eating a beef bracelet, you only need one hand. I was able to do it. I was able to, to continue without either. It's going to be twice as safe for you because you're not going to be filming yourself eating a beef bracelet. You're just going to be eating it and riding. <laughs> Boom. Beef bracelet. Imagine him getting wheeled off on a stretcher. It's like, oh, what happened? Oh, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't eat the beef and hold the camera at the same time. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine Jeff's bike fall with the beef bracelet on? Adding that to the story. His beef launching everywhere. <laughs> All this thing is for me is... Uh, I guess it's like if you die out in this in the world, it just attracts the raven sooner. I think that's all this place <laughs> achie achieves. Here's the one problem I need to solve for, and I would I I, I feel like we need to do some workshopping, and I and I could use sure. your help. I'm bringing this to the f face uh, council. 
so that we can investigate this. I think there's a lot of money in it for us. I mean, just like think about just think about the athleisure wear industry. You like mm-hmm. you make a fucking you make an attractive beast bracelet that goes along with your Lululemons. You're, it's a license to print money. Uh, however, Gavin hit on the main drawback that I have with this is angry dogs. I'm not sure. Now, an angry dog can be a motivator. If a dog is chasing you because of your beef bracelet and you're on a bike, you're going to ride faster. So, I mean, I, I guess it's a, it could be considered beneficial in that way. But I don't know if we need to make a, in conjunction like an anti-dog and anti-bear mm. spray or I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'm open to hearing what the council has to say. I think there are a variety of options. Maybe how easy is it to rip a piece of beef off the bracelet if you need to throw it, create a little <gasps> bit of space for yourself? Maybe an emergency release button or pull somehow if you need to evac the bracelet. But here's, here's the thing with the little like sweet, the candy bracelet is that you, you lean down or you bring your wrist up and you crunch one off. You don't, yeah. you don't sink your teeth in and then like pull away like you'd have to do with beef. Surely if you're one-handed beefy in off your own wrist... You're going to pull the bit of beef off, it snaps the string, and six pieces of beef go flying in every direction. I, I can understand how you would, you would be concerned about that, but I can tell you in practice with my prototypes, that is not a concern. And what's the state of your wrist after you've eaten candy and beef off your wrist? That's delicious. It bit smells sti- fragrant. Sticky, though? bit messy? A little sticky, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, so am I. I've been riding my bike for 30 miles without stopping <laughs> because I didn't have to take a break to eat a beef jerky. <laughs> Do you think this is only for high-performance athletes, Jeff? You don't. I think, think that it could be for anyone. Be... I think okay. it could be for anyone who cares about sustenance and they don't want to break a stride while they're working out. I guess the problem is, like everyday person, they they don't need. They're not restricted to holding handlebars. Yeah, it's more of a just like it's just like it's a convenience. If you could wear your food, wouldn't you want to? <laughs> I would. I would wear the beef bracelet. Even if it wasn't, I just like the look. I think there's there's a certain vibe you're giving off with the beef bracelet that uh, is, is unique to the market. I just feel like if I was riding a bike, I could much more easily pull a Slim Jim out from my jacket pocket and eat it. And then open it up? Or are you going to have a dirty Slim Jim rolling around in there collecting <laughs> pocket lint? Then you're eating a bunch of fuzz, dude. No. And you're not going to want to open up a Slim Jim while you're riding your bike. That's harder than filming yourself eating a Slim Jim. I've done it. What if I just open the, I pre-open the Slim Jim, shove it behind my ear, and then eat it as I go. Just put it back up there. <laughs> Man. Or, Stop trying to poke holes. At, or, just let me get, just let me make us rich, dickhead. No. Or sunglasses with tubular yes. ear uh, rims that you can shove a Slim Jim on each one, and you just see them sticking out a little bit past your eyes. No. <laughs> and then you well, you want to build a listen i'm not opposed to that in tandem like what about this, this? could be a whole suite of products and I, if you want to make sunglasses beef jerky holder i don't think that's a bad idea i think that those what? two I, I don't think they have to work against each other i think they can work in tandem what about you Andrew? jeff i got i got a solution for this i think i think you're narrowing in on the wrist a little bit too much we get a hat <laughs> we get some fishing line we drape it down the, the the front of the hat you don't even need to move your head you just kind of tilt it let it fall in your mouth bite and go. like one of those australian cork hats yeah but you look like an asshole Nobody yeah, you, even I mean, notices you that you've like got an a beef asshole bracelet with the on. You look bracelet. like you, no, you don't. You just look like a dude you with a do. bracelet. No, <laughs> I think yeah, we got to fully lean into this combination of clothing accessory that's also edible in part. I'm I'm all about that. I just think that the beef bracelet is a great starting point, right? Also, I, it is. You you start with one chia pet and then you franchise out to every <laughs> every kind of head on earth. <laughs> Right. That's we start with something simple that people can wrap their teeth and their brain around a beef bracelet. And then we go beef hats. We go beef fucking we go like, oh, how about, you know, like, you know how people wear like like uh, what's his name? Fucking Brett Favre is always like wear copper. It makes your elbow hurt less. What if we made like (laughs) beef arm braces and then you can use it? You can fucking use it to protect yourself while you play football. Then if you get a little hungry, just like, you know, like there's a million ways we can take it. I don't think I want to eat sweaty beef is a thing I'd want to avoid. Dude, that beef was sweating way back when it was alive. What do you care? I just feel like the bottom of my wrist, you know, you, know, if you, you walk into somewhere, you sign in, your, your beef is going to be smearing on their table. It's not going to be hygienic. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I signed in somewhere. But. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Are you going to be signing in to ride your mountain bike? Like, what do you? I'm not telling you to wear it to the dentist. 
But also, you have to take it off to dump. You can't be shoving your beef down the toilet while you wipe. You're That's not. This is for this is for bike riding, not shitting. <laughs> you don't. You're not. It's not for extreme shitting. Okay, so you only put it's it for on. If you're hanging out, it's like if you're hanging off a fucking side of a cliff, you know, mountain climbing, <laughs> like my cousin or whatever. And you're like, I'm a thousand feet from anywhere, and I'm fucking hungry, and that, and I have to be so careful about what I put in my pockets because I have to have all the right shit. Oh, thank God, thank God, I had the beef bracelet on. I probably just saved my own life. I'd be willing to try it. I'd give it a go. Uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate your your openness. Have you attempted using both wrists? It feels like you're really loading up on one. I think I'd almost want my sweet on the left wrist, oh, yeah. salty get, on the right. Get the dessert on the, on, the, on the other wrist. Yeah. I like where it, you're going with that. I did. Yeah. There, was a, there was a prototype that was an all cheese one for my left wrist. And uh, <laughs> in addition to the, to the cheese and, and beef combo, it just didn't work. But I think that they're, you know, I mean, this is me in my kitchen, right? Mad sciencing uh, this. When we get mm -hmm. labs involved and, and you know, professional uh, distributors, they're going to be able to figure out ways to, to streamline and to make these things work for both wrists. I feel like maybe three little pots on the front of your handlebars with different sauces would go well with this. And you have a little Ooh. wrist dunk, maybe in some mustard. Another one got a little bit of horseradish or something if we're sticking with the beef theme. I think that'd be pretty good. Now that's, that's a good idea. idea. I like that. I'd say the other problem that we have with this so far is that you haven't actually done anything. You've just applied other products to your wrist that people make. You don't you don't really own any of this. <laughs> you, you what got do you a mean? Candy bracelet. Well, like you got a candy your candy section. Oh, I see is what you're saying. Candy I see what you're saying. Someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah no, you, you don't have any way to source any of these products yourself. You're just buying Slim Jims and putting yeah, them on for, your wrist for prototypes. But you are technically correct. I though I have an answer for that. I do have a dehydrator. I can make really? my own jerky. Yeah. Wow. If I want to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not out of reach for me, man. That's, uh, yeah. You pickle, I, I dehydrate. We'll, we'll be a perfect combo. Anyway. Yeah. I, obviously, there are issues. I'm not going to be producing the shit out of my house, you know? Like, I, I don't think you that just you, said I, you I don't think that I don't think that Jim <laughs> has a Slim Jim line in his, in his living room, you know? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll fucking... I'll snap into it somewhere in a warehouse, but I just trying to get the I'm just trying to get the idea out there so you guys can wrap your heads around it, buy into it, hopefully bite into it, and uh, and invest in this a really exciting new product that I think is gonna it could be a real it could be a big boon financially for Rooster Teeth and Face. You know how they shave off the kebab meat in yeah. nice strips. <laughs> I think that'd make quite a good tie. Mm. Mm. Very easy to dip too. That's what I like about the tie. I would have length. Just yeah. do a little like bend over, dip it in. I dip by accident wearing when I wear a tie. Well, yeah. It always gets in your, your food. I like that. I think this is a great idea. I, I like I that. Food as an adult isn't as fun as it should be. You kind of lose all the fun food items. You grow out of it. I really like the idea of the fun bracelet, the dipping. There's a lot of joy to be had in this product line. I would certainly invest. Maybe if you're really hungry, there's some sort of big like steak gauntlet. This is why I took it to you guys, because you guys are similarly uh, visionaries, and you guys can take can, can take and help me get this over the over the finish line, so we can make something that's greater than the sum of our parts together. I'm so fucking excited to be working on beef bracelet with you guys. I'm so fucking excited to be working on beef tie or it, like shawarma tie, whatever it is. I just I'm jazzed, man. I'm really fucking jazzed. I'm really excited. I think that 2021 is going to be bright for us. <laughs> Do you have a name for the product? Is my only question. You're point. looking at it, my friend. Beef no, bracelet. No, yeah, but you, you can't have a beef bracelet and not have, like, what if we want to do chicken? What if we want to do chicken? Like, is it just we're going to change the name of it? I mean, a uh, bracelet works well, with beef, though. It works with, like, brisket bracelet also works. Yeah, brisket bracelet. It just narrows in what it is. I feel like we should have a product name that kind of could cover all possible food items. Did you have an idea? No, not at all. I was just I was thinking like we're kind of narrowing in on beef bracelet. I yeah, love yeah. the beef bracelet, but it would be nice to have some form of name that would maybe expand across other items. Uniform. Especially if we want to do hats. Uniform? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind uniform. <laughs> I think uniform could work. Uniform is not bad. All right, we're gonna put a pin in that. But tentatively, beef bracelet is uh, is a product of uniform. It's uh, it's like it's like Unilever, how they own almost every <laughs> like they're the overseeing company. Oh God.
Oh, man, you guys have warmed my heart uh, being so uh, receptive to this idea. You have no idea. I was, uh, you know, when you're when you're uh, in the lab, as they say, creating, mm -hmm. you don't know. And and some, and I wanted it. And, it, and it's in an, it's a difficult situation where I want to reach out to you two, my my chief creative partners in life and uh, and get your feedback. But I can't do it because then that fucks up. Yeah, uh, it fucks up the the, the great efficacy of the of the podcast. Right. And so uh, it just makes it a little bit harder. So you so say, like, I've been sitting on beef bracelet for a week, just worrying <laughs> that this wasn't a good idea. And to hear does that you make guys it taste better? Adopt it. So yeah, it does. It, <laughs> the the salt is a little bit sweeter today. Yeah, I want to know because I, I feel like we we're, we're all in. Like Andrew and I, obviously, we, we want to point out the flaws. We want to you know get get involved mm -hmm. even more. Eric is usually the downer of the podcast. Is usually the one based in realism. Eric, what are your thoughts on beef bracelet? Yeah. Eric and Nick, feel free to hop in too. I'm still, I'm, I'm all for it. I say go for it. I think Jeff keeps talking about high performance athletes and his bike, and I don't know if I'm on board with calling <laughs> that bike a bike for high performance athletes. Um, I think that we still haven't solved the quick release problem for any dogs that might come <laughs> after you. Um, however, those are just issues that can be solved later once it's out of beta. Um, that's what we, we need to take the Apple route. We need to sell this now to people. So they buy it, they test it for us, paid beta testing. And then we come out with beef bracelet 2.0 and it's got all the bells and whistles. So I say, yay, I'm in favor. Wow. Eric, I am so glad to have you on board. What a visionary. Nick. I'm excited. Nick, I would like to hear, I would Nick, like to hear say, your affirmations yes no. as well. Absolutely. Hell yeah. <sighs> oh, this is exciting. That's for five what for five. Is this, what is the company name for, so we have Unifarm is, is, is our pin name. Is, it, is this a, a Rooster Teeth product? Is it our own product? What is this? Uh, maybe it's not the Rooster Teeth store. It could be. It's a good point. Could we, how do we get people, hmm. Do you think un, un, Unifarm being based on uniform, do you think that's too, like, it reminds people too much of work, though? Hmm. Or school? You think the, you think the beef bracelet will remind people of their professional lives? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if you could if you could actually fit like three courses on your body. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good I, point. Like a salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the nice thing about this is that the audience is going to help out. You know, they uh, oh. they always provide insights. They'll have somebody out there is going to have a brilliant idea for a name or some avenue we haven't even thought of yet. Uh, and that I'm excited. I'm just excited for that. I'm excited to breathe this idea out into the world and then see, see the world change and become a better place because of, uh, in some small way because of us. There is I'm a lot of food that, of that I like that is annoying to eat, but you definitely yeah. can't eat on the, on the go. Yeah. I, I feel like this, this got some legs. Thanks man. And it's, in those does... legs, we're going to put eatable <laughs> pants. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those pictures, they look so disgusting. I'm not sure if it's because of your injured hand mixed with the rubber bands and all the, the tattoo and the, just the meat all over it. It's a very fleshy picture. Yeah, it is. I agree. <laughs> the, uh, the Slim Jim just, it, it makes me fearful of you. If I saw somebody walk out with a Slim Jim bracelet, I do not mess with that guy. That, well, that, that could be another benefit too, personal security. That's something to think I, about. Yeah. <laughs> If someone's willing to wear a, a beef bracelet, you don't know what they're capable of. They're that. capable of a lot. They're capable yes. of, they're, they're, they've got beef fist. You don't want to fuck with them. This show is brought to you by our show's new sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us take care of our bodies. Superfan Jack does not. But 2020 and 2021 have been tough, so we might want to take care of our minds. I would say there's a pretty common misconception uh, about what therapy is. And the reality is it can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be just sitting around talking about your feelings. A lot of people struggle with anger and stress and how to handle that or depression or anxiety. A multitude of things can cause PTSD. The list, it goes on and on. If this sounds like you, you can use therapy to get some tools that'll make your life easier. I mean, I think I'm... I think I'm proof of that. Uh, therapy is an integral part of my life, and uh, I wouldn't be who I am or maybe even here if it weren't for the help of, uh, of a lot of talented people. 
BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself, because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and face listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com face. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash face. Go to BetterHelp.com slash face to get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Hey, it's 2021. Stop being gross and old and dirty in your butt area. Get a bidet. Go the extra mile. Do it. Your butt will thank you. Your underwear will thank you. Your loved ones will thank you. Strangers on the street are going to thank you. It's the future of toileting, and it's arrived. And it's also technically been here for a very, very, very long time. Hundreds of years, at least, people have figured out the mysteries of unlocking the clean butthole. However, in the past, it has cost exorbitant fees. If you wanted to use a bidet, you either had to pay the thousands of dollars to get one installed in your house, or you had to pay the thousands of dollars to hop on a plane to fly to, I don't know, France, use a bidet, dry off, I I assume, and then fly all the way home. That's like a minimum, probably 32 hours you're going to put into using a bidet pre-tushy. Thank God the brand new Hello Tushy 3.0 modern bidet attachment is here to level the playing field. What playing field? I guess the toilet playing field, the poo-poo playing field. It's stylish, it's eco-friendly, it's easy to install, and it's super affordable. And Hello Tushy 3.0 doesn't just cleanse your butt with its precise stream of fresh water, although it does that and it's delightful. It also cleans itself before and after it's used with the Smart Spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle, which is something I wish I could install on me post-haste. It attaches to your existing toilet. It requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and it cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy Bidet pays for itself in just a few months. You'd be a fool not to get one. You'd be a dirty fool. You'd be a crusty butthole fool. And if you're still one of those suckers who's wiping, just poop, spray, dry, go, Hello Tushy, and it's sanitary because of the smut shield. It offers cleaning, and the knobs are naturally antimicrobial. Once again, wish I was naturally antimicrobial. Unfortunately, I am not. Plus, every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Those are both fancy, important-sounding numbers. Already got a tush on your pot? Well, upgrade to the new 3.0 model. If you're new to the revolution, join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Do you hear that sound? That's the sound of a clean butthole. Go to hellotushy.com slash face and get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners. So go to hellotushy.com slash face for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash face. <sighs> All right. Well, I'd like to move on to the second thing that happened is, is uh, as after I, uh, after I discovered the, uh, the uh, after I landed on the idea of the beef bracelet and I spent a few days perfecting those images and I made the video, did some testing, obviously. Uh, I wasn't done. I've also, as you know, been kind of obsessed with collecting basketball cards and uh, and the idea of collecting in general, reconnecting with that. You know, I, I even had the realization a while back that Achievement Hunter, which is the side arm of Roost Street that we started 12 years ago, uh, is actually was just video game collectibles, right? We were just collect digital collectibles. Uh, and so I realized that like this obsession with collecting has kind of been pervasive in my life and uh and so i was thinking about that and trying to figure out you know like face we touch on a little bit with like the face collection we've done the don zimmer stuff and i kind of want to figure out a way to expand upon that nfts are hot everybody's into the idea of an nft gavin andrew do you know what nfts are yeah i do yeah okay an nft stands for non-fungible token uh, if you don't know what that is, it's not because you're dumb, because I didn't know what it is either, although I am done. I had to look it up. A, fu- a non-fungible token is an item that can't be replaced by another item identically of same value, like for a one of a kind. Like if I had a dollar bill and Andrew had a dollar bill, if we switched those dollar bills, we'd both still have the same value. You can't do that with a one of a kind item, like a one of one Don Zimmer uh, baseball card. If it's the only one in existence, it's the only one in existence. That's non-fungible. So what uh, the smart people on the internet have done is they've created these things called NFTs, non-fungible tokens, that basically 
are items that are digitally unique and can be proven as such. And the way they do that <clears throat> is by uh, creating them on the blockchain. I'm sure you've all heard about the blockchain. I don't know if you know what it is or not. I'm not going to get into that. But it's a chain, and it's created with blocks. And that's essentially <laughs> it. Uh, however, you can, you can basically create a, a digital signature of an item that originates on the blockchain. It's called minting. And that basically says that no matter what happens to this file going forward, this is the only one of that file or one of five of that file or whatever. And so people have then uh, started to turn, uh, collectibles have started to catch on to this idea. It's a cool idea because artists can now sell their art directly uh, to a consumer via an NFT marketplace, whether it's digital art in a way that people weren't able to do before. And you could do music, you could do anything, anything that could qualifies as art, right? Animated gifts, art, sell, uh, whatever it is. The most expensive piece of digital art just sold at Christie's auction. It's, uh, I think it's Bleeple is the artist. I'm not familiar. Uh, very famous, apparently. I'm, I'm out of the loop. Sold for $69 million today or yesterday. And it's just a, a, an image. But it was authenticated on a blockchain. It's an NFT, and it's the only one of its kind. NBA has this service called Top Shot now, uh, where they sell clips of they sell like digital packs, and, and the pack has three clips. Clips are like ten seconds long, and they're moments from players. So instead of getting like a Marcus Smart or like instead of getting a LeBron James basketball card, you get a LeBron James video of a LeBron James dunk in an important game at a at an important time, as an example, and then. You now own, uh, if there's a thousand of that in LeBron James Dunk, you own one of a thousand. Or if there's only one, you own that one. That thing has taken off to such a degree. I tried during All-Star Weekend, I tried to get in to buy some packs because they ran out and they, they can't make them fast enough. I got in line. I was never closer than 129,000th in line to buy the packs <laughs> this last weekend. And they only released them in, in 60,000 chunks. And I tried it three times. And after you get one the first time, you're not eligible to get back in line. So each time they 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 would they would throw sixty thousand uh, of those packs out. People would buy them, and then immediately. My my point being, I never got any closer. It was like there was millions of people trying to get those stupid packs. Anyway, NFTs are going crazy. They're going everywhere. So I've been reading about them, and I've been learning about them, and I've been thinking about them. And I decided that why why not become an NFT artist myself? And so if you'll look in uh, the the Discord, I have uh, created my first NFT, and I've shared it with you. Okay, I'm one of this one now. ham sandwich. I'd say. Uh, <laughs> did you take these photos, Jeff? I took the photos. Yes. Uh, okay. And and it's one photo and one video. If you click on the photo, you get to see a video authenticating it. <laughs> and you can buy that. And there's the only it's the only one in existence. Now no one has purchased it yet. Uh I, I understand that uh uh you know, well I haven't gotten the word out there. Uh but let me read the description for you so you understand what's happening here. There's a picture of a ham sandwich and on it on in mustard painted with a paintbrush because this is art. It says one of one. It is the only sandwich I made that day. It is the only sandwich made with those specific <laughs> ingredients at that moment in the world. I then ate that sandwich. It no longer exists. So I think this description of the art adequately surmises what you're getting here. One of its Only one of its kind. Extremely rare as sandwich no longer on earth in this form has been responsibly biologically recycled. You can own the only remaining evidence of this ham sandwich's <laughs> life, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to possess a piece of pure ephemera. Included are the only surviving picture of said ham sandwich, as well as a short video of me eating the first bite. You can buy that. Believe it or not, that was a tremendous amount of effort. It took me <laughs> two days of creating accounts across fucking MetaMask, Binance, Coinbase, every... Diving into blockchain and all this nonsense <laughs> to be able to list it. Then I thought, I'm going to list this thing. Obviously, you want your art to sell for like a billion dollars, right? I mean, that's the goal. But I, I don't feel, I feel like that's, I feel like art has to be earned. So I put it up at what I thought was a really reasonable cheap price. I'm selling it for one-tenth of one Ethereum, which I thought was not a lot of money. It's like a hundred bucks. So it's a little more than I wanted it to be. <laughs> I thought one-tenth of one dollar would be like 30 cents. I didn't realize it would be like a hundred and something dollars. But it's up there. It's for sale. I hope somebody sees it. I hope somebody likes it. I hope somebody, it brings somebody joy. And they can, they can relish in the idea that they have the only ham sandwich NFT on earth at I like this that, moment. I like that you went 
You took NFTs straight to the ham zone. <laughs> That's a great point. You're goddamn right I did, Gavin. And let me tell you why. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, A, I think consistency is important. When I think sandwich, I think ham sandwich. We even had a discussion about that recently. But I also, you know, I'm a man who dabbles in the ham zone. I'm not, I would be lying. I would be lying, Andrew. I'd be lying, Gavin, if I, if I said that, if I didn't say that there were, that, that, that I, I had some, some visions, uh, some, some places I'd like to take this. First of all, one cool thing about this little piece of art, if you buy it, what I was trying to do uh, is create ham. Have you guys remember Hands Across America? Yeah. Yes. You want hams across America? <laughs> I wanted to create hams across America. Hams across the world. Ham sandwich across the world. I was hoping somebody would buy this for next to nothing. They would hold on to it for a while, and then they would sell it to somebody, and people would keep selling it and buying it at, at a really reasonable price, and then people could share this ham sandwich, and everybody could own a bite of it, if you will, just for a small <laughs> period of time. Um, however, getting back to the ham zone, Gavin, We've, we've essentially turned the collecting world on its head with Don Zimmer, and we've created what could be a, a piece of physical currency in, in Zimmers, right? Like, <laughs> someday, if things continue at this pace, someday you could potentially go to, like, a bodega in New York or, like, to go get a, a, a flat tire fixed uh, in Austin and pay in Zims. It's possible. <laughs> you could pay in, like, you'd be, how much is that? You'd be like, well, yeah, I fixed the flat tire, and I, uh, I had to align your wheels. That's, uh, that's three Zims. And you're like, no problem. Here you go. Here's your Zims. That's physical, right? <laughs> but we're, we're, living in, in, we're living in a digital world, right? Here's what I'm thinking. What if we created, we mint and create, which, by the way, you have to mint this. That's, it costs money. I, I think I paid... I think I paid ninety dollars to make this. So when I if I sell over a hundred, most expensive ham sandwich in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think it cost me about ninety bucks uh, with transfer fees and minting. Uh, so I will not be making any money off of it if it ever does sell. However, what we what what if we created ham coin? We can mint and create okay. ham coin. Uh, we can take we can take deli ham. We can cut it into circles. Then we can write some sort of ham logo on them, like imprint it in the physical ham. Then we can <laughs> NFT a small number of those, like say five, and then that becomes official ham currency. And it is the rarest currency on earth. And because we're creating it, we set the value. It's like GME, right? It's worth what we say it's worth. We might, we, we can, and if we want to mint more ham coin, we can. We can make another five ham coin. We just need a little bit of ham. So you want like a scarcity ham coin? You, you want. This is amazing. So it's, it's going to be just pictures of a ham coin, though. Well, yeah, but you'll own those pictures. Okay. Because <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want currency that you have to eat within the week. Yeah, no, no, no. It'll go bad. It'll go bad. Uh, and by the way, can I just say, uh, I'm not, because I, I, was, I received some criticism from Gus earlier. I'm not a monster who puts mustard on the outside of my fucking sandwiches. Okay. Oh, that was clearly for the just art. a number. No, it's artistic. Yeah. 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 And I used a paintbrush yeah. because it is art, you know? So anyway, <laughs> yeah. there you go. This is the first, this is my first piece of digital new media art now that I am a, I'm a NFT artist. I don't know what's coming next. Uh, you know, art, art's funny that way. But I will say as an aside, as a business venture, I would like you guys to uh, do a little bit of, ho take a little bit of homework home and start thinking about mm -hmm. Hamcoin, what it could be for, <laughs> how powerful it could be, what we could do with it, how we could revolutionize, change the world. How many Hamcoins should that be? Well, at least five. One for each of us. But then... There's certainly, there needs to be more than five. There needs to be more than five. I agree. What, what about Maybe six? Ten? One, one for each of us and one for the world. <laughs> okay, yeah. We could do that. We could absolutely do that. It's just this one sure. coin being passed around in the world, and then all of a sudden our coins might be worth selling one day. <laughs> People that... Look. Elon Musk's tweeting about Dogecoin. How fucking far off are we from Hamcoin? All we got to do is get Bezos on board, right? We'll be fine. Yeah. Or get oh, or Bill Gates. Or what about oh, what about Bomber? Bomber's into sports. He's into basketball. He owns the Clippers. I'm into sports basketball. I'll slide in with Bomber. Slide into his DMs. I'll hit him up about Hamcoin. Boom. Maybe <laughs> maybe uh, I'll get working on the vegetarian option, like tofu coin Ooh. for people who don't want to trade ham. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great that point. We really should have. Point. Yeah, we should have <laughs> vegetarian a vegetarian options. option, a vegan option. Yeah, keto coin. Oh, you're paying something with, <laughs> with a tofu coin, and you get ham coin as change. It's like no, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it. Those are that's what I have prepared for this week's face. 
I took doing a better job to heart and I created two new lines of business for us because I can't point to any dumb thing that I'm not going to, I'm going to try really hard not to fall or off of anything <laughs> or run into anything <laughs> or electrocute myself or trip or hurt myself in any way for a while going forward. Uh, uh-huh. And so I had to come up with something in some other, uh, in some arena that didn't involve me getting an owie. And this is the best I could do. It's uh, I'm a full supporter of this. I, I hope that the beef bracelet or uniform is willing to take ham ham coin <laughs> as a currency. I think you I'd like gotta. to know what the ratio. Yeah, I think we have to figure that out. Yeah, and the ratio has to be set. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the the injury thing. I fucked up my back earlier in the week. Like what really? I, I yeah, that's a great. So I woke up, my ribs hurt, my upper back hurt, just everything hurt when I tried to move. It was not good. Breathing not fun. Laughing painful which pillow did you wake up on like which number up the stack yeah it's uh five i always wake up on five um <laughs> i was trying to figure out what happened and i was really like it was a struggle i was thinking what did i do did i somehow sleep weirdly did pillow five betray me do i need to adjust did falling asleep in a bathtub over several days did that has that caught up to me i shaved that i somehow have like a freak shaving injury where i pulled a muscle in my back what is going on I was thinking about it all day. Couldn't figure it out. I then mentioned to someone, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with my back. They said, didn't you fall the night before? I fell and I forgot. I was trying to figure out this mystery. I tripped. (laughs) I fell as hard as maybe I've ever fallen in my house. It was no good. And it was, (laughs) I got AirPods. So I connect this to Jeff. I was making fun of your fall, your bike fall. I was thinking about how funny your AirPods falling. Within 30 seconds of me putting AirPods in, I fell. Oh, yes. Did they go flying? It's not good. Uh, they did not go flying, but it is the hardest. I cannot emphasize enough how hard I hit the fucking floor on, what, how, on in my wow, room. What caused you to fall? Okay, this is what it was. A, <laughs> it was. Uh, I got very. I had to use the bathroom. I was like, "These are great. These AirPods are great." I was doing my little shimmy to get there because I have to shimmy through my room, <laughs> and uh, I stepped on. Uh, <laughs> I stepped. <laughs> I had knocked over a cabinet earlier in the day, and I didn't realize that I knocked over a plastic sushi container. So while I was doing my shimmy, my foot went in the sushi <laughs> container. I did the splits, and I could do nothing but fall back. And I, li- <laughs> I landed. You gotta clean your shit up. It's disgusting. You're slipping all over the place. You're slipping on old sushi, man. No, no, no. It was an empty container. It was perfectly clean. It was like the plastic, like, portable case you would have. Foot went in it. I slid across the floor, then fell backwards, and, like, the whole building shook. It was so bad. I hit so hard, but it wasn't painful at the time. That's why I think I forgot that that happened because my main thought was like, I don't think a stuntman could have felt better than I just fell. I feel no pain. This is great. I landed perfectly, but I completely forgot about it the next day. I, I woke up and I was so confused as to why my entire back was fucked. Was anyone else in the in the house? No, it was just me. I'm sure, but I'm connected to other people. They definitely would have felt. Yeah, you upstairs the, the, the with people unit. below you. Uh, no, there were nobody below me, but the people in the unit next to me would a hundred percent have felt <laughs> it was, I couldn't like imagine the impact of like a, a home run, but my back on the hardwood floor, like it rattled out. It was how, one hell of a fall. How is it pop? How's it possible? You for you did that and didn't put two and two together. Do you I think don't know. you hit so hard you knocked the memory <laughs> out of your brain? <laughs> that yeah, it's possible. Did you bang your head at all? No, I didn't hit anything but my back. I landed perfectly. It was like a professional stuntman fall. I just forgot about it. It was odd. It was an odd thing. And I, I went to the extent of like I thought I somehow heard it while shaving. Was uh, shaving. my main thought. <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> I was like a weird well because I shaved my beard I I grew a beard from like October until I guess last week and I shaved it but I just used like a handheld razor wait so you had a big bushy beard this whole time oh I had a beard I wouldn't say it was big and bushy but I had a beard and so I shaved it I can't imagine you with a beard it took like over an hour to do because I was just using a shitty razor (laughs) an hour yeah I spent like 90 minutes shaving and I, I, I'm good. I got it done. But I thought maybe, maybe I somehow screwed it up. 
Like maybe I threw something out on my back while I was doing my 90 minute shave. Maybe you thought the injury was time based. So you're like, well, I def- I spent 90 minutes shaving, but only like half a second falling. It had to be the shaving. Yeah, it, it definitely. <laughs> the time was the bigger issue. I don't think I've hit anything harder than I hit my floor yesterday. It was, or I guess a few days. I'm surprised ago. you didn't get winded. No, I didn't get winded at all. As I said, it was such a perfect upper back landing. It was flawless. <laughs> didn't hit my head. Everything was just naturally tucked. And the panic, like it was not calculated at all. I cannot, my foot sliding and it's just, there's nothing I could do. And I had that moment of like, I just got to fall. It's, it's how I will create the least amount of damage to myself. I kind of dove backwards and just smashed. I'm very impressed that, you know, with your ankles, you didn't do more damage. You, you somehow got out of that with an, without an ankle injury. And that's very yeah, impressive. Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, thankfully, no ankles were harmed. In that fall, but <laughs> stepping in a my sushi back box. was. How has your sleep been for your ankles lately? <laughs> How's my what been? How's sleep been for your ankles lately? Oh, sleep is fine. I haven't injured my ankle in my sleep since the injury. That was a real bad time, though. I kept rolling my ankle in bed. I forgot about that. That sucks. So your your ankle is a hundred percent now. Uh, my ankle's pretty close to a hundred percent. I still have a thing where if I I tilt it at a certain angle and slowly roll into it, it really hurts until it pops, and then it's good. But outside of that, I'm fine. Maybe we're ready for the marathon then. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. That's 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 been on my mind for sure. <laughs> I, I'm recovering from a back injury at the moment, but as soon as the back injury is healed, <laughs> I like the idea of you running a marathon when you still you struggle to move from bathroom to bedroom without stepping on sushi containers. Well, it's you know it's happened one time, and it only happened because I knocked something over earlier in the day. But you slipped over in the bathroom recently, like since f- face you've. Eating it straight forwards in the bathroom. Yeah, I did, but that was like I slid on my underwear, and then uh, I just had to fall forward. <laughs> There's nothing to grab. My only option was to grab the towel bar, and I would just, I would just fall with me. I'm not gonna take the towel bar out the wall with my fall, so I just had to land on my forehead. I like these split second decisions. Like I could grab that, but that would result in the towel bar coming down, potentially damage. And this is all while you're falling, so you just like yeah. throw your arms up, like I'm going down. Yeah, no, it's, it's very, I, I, I use that time wisely, Gavin. When I'm falling, <laughs> I got a solid half second of thought where I'm, I'm calculating the impact. Somebody who's rolled their ankle a lot, I consider a lot of things when, when things, bad things are happening as far as oh, rolling or falling. Amazing. I think this is pretty good. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, yeah. I've been thinking about merch ideas. What okay. did you, I did pay attention to that, Eric. I did. I just don't know how to, I don't know how to respond to it. You can't relate? No, I can, for sure. I, I mean, I, I sprained my ankle sitting in the car the other day. Like, it, it fucking sucks being old. And, I, like, Emily said something, and I turned to look at her and sprained my ankle. And I was sitting in the passenger <laughs> of the car. I don't know how that happened. Fucking brutal. Uh, I, can only, uh, I, I can only hope that you're okay and that you suffer no long-term lingering effects. I think he was uh, implying that I was queuing up the outro for us, if we wanted to. That, that, that you didn't notice that. I, I'm assuming that's what Eric, Eric was mentioning. Oh. Not that you didn't comment on the injury. Oh, I thought Eric was saying Jeff didn't care about your story. I thought he was saying I didn't care about your story, which I did. Oh. I care very deeply. What did you mean, Eric? Oh, both. It just felt like Jeff was zoned out, and then he was coming. <laughs> and because then, in an apropos of nothing, he goes, let me ask you guys about something at 57 Maybe. minutes. <laughs> Maybe he was eating. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't eating, but I was thinking uh, about the remainder of the show and if there was anything else I wanted to get. I was, I was running through the remainder of the show in my head. I was directing, and uh, I wanted to cover one more thing. Andrew, how would you feel if we created a T-shirt similar to this, but it was like a reward flyer poster, not for a serial killer, <laughs> but for the Vancouver child kicker? It's funny you mentioned that, Jeff. I, uh, I want to take... I, should I talk about this here? I guess we'll edit it if we don't. I want to take the child kicker story and turn that into a short film. I think you should. I want to make like a poster for it. I've been thinking about this for a while. I just haven't constructed it. I want to put the child kicker in film festivals. I think we could do this. Can I, can I work on it? Yeah, I'd love for you to work. Yeah, you absolutely you could. You could contribute in some way. I think it's a fan-fucking-tastic idea. And yeah. I, I hope that in the process of doing that, we can make a t-shirt that uh, has a, is a flyer for, uh, hopefully, the uh, Vancouver Child Kicker. I like this idea a lot. I think that it could be a good boost to the Child Kicker brand. Uh, we might have a franchise. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then for art style, sorry, I'm trying to find, like, like kind of similar to that, but I'm thinking, like, Raymond Pettibone, uh, like, here, something like this kind of art style, but with the, 
the mixture of that other one. I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited. Okay, yeah. No, I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. It's offensive. <laughs> well, don't mention what it is or okay. says. Just, you're looking at the art. You're not reading it. <laughs> I, I think if we if we make a, a shirt that has that poster on it, or just we should just put those posters up around Vancouver and see well, what kind of, uh, if it makes the that's news. That's a great idea. Can here's, we put a billboard here's up where, Here's where I was going, dickhead. I was Sorry. hoping that Andrew would say yes. Then I was hoping I could get merch on it to make the flyer that we could put on a shirt or the audience would do it <laughs> then i was going to after the art asset was created and it existed then i was going to start contacting people in canada and get andrew's entire <laughs> town flyered so that he was the fucking killer but thanks for ruining that one i mean he didn't ruin he it cut that. i mean he just yeah also, like you just revealed your plan, he just brought up an idea, and you could have just ignored that. You just decided. That would have been to too late everything. at that point. It was too late. No, I wouldn't have thought about it. I still like this idea. I think we should get child kicker flyers in places. Here's what. Here's what we need to do first. Mm -hmm. That's that's step two, and I do want to do step two. Step one is going to be littering uh, sushi wrappers. And containers <laughs> around your your apartment so that you trip on one, fall down, hit your head, forget this conversation happened, okay. and then it'll be new. <laughs> I okay. want to litter the, litter the path of his marathon with sushi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is a dangerous game. I, if, I think if going forward, it wouldn't be a problem. It was that I was shimmying is what caused the fall. It's really hard to pull out Look, of a, a I, shimmy I'm shimmy slide. your damn place. A, a regular day-to-day -day shimmy is a bad environment. Yeah. I agree. No, I agree. I it is not move, good. Uh, I need to move some things. For sure. A shimmy should be an occasional movement, not the, like, you shouldn't, like, crab walking and shimmying shouldn't be the main way you get around in life. Yeah, but I'm also, you know, maybe secretly training for the great sewing machine battle Gavin and I one day are going to have. I'm that's, getting my, my work in. I'm practicing. I'm doing ankle moves. That's totally fair. Little ankle exercise. Was it me and you or you and Jeff doing the sewing machine? No, I think it was you and I. I oh, think was it? Yeah, oh, was shit. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. If he if, so. if he's able to beat you, then he can try to he can try to take on the master. But I don't know that I'm still in the game. <laughs> oh boy, no, I know. Yeah, no, I just pulled a muscle, muscle pull. Wait, what happened? You were sitting. Muscle pull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was. Yeah, no, I pulled a muscle. So you couldn't even go one episode without hurting yourself. <laughs> were you? Yeah, were you shimming? Nick's got a great point. No. Have you oh, okay, I'm good. What, which muscle? Uh, my like lower lower. Thigh, I guess. I don't know. It <laughs> Lower was, uh, thigh. Your knee? Um, no, not my knee. Okay, so what's my upper my upper thigh? Right, that's an area. What would I describe this as? Like the Your the quad? area, the landing strip to the knee, landing? on the bottom side. Landing. Like <laughs> like if you went yeah like the highway groin? that would connect the no I wouldn't say it was the groin. It's like the highway between like the, the highway. Did you say like? Your navel to your knee? What do you mean the landing? No, 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 no. Okay, just let me let me explain. Stop interrupting me, and then you can ask <laughs> questions. So let's say you took your let. Uh, it's my right ass cheek, right? And you're driving straight oh, in your destination. Yeah, we're on the lower. <laughs> we're on the back side. If you're driving straight from the right ass cheek to the back of your knee, your right knee, it's in that muscle group between that the the, the area between whatever like the hamstring? leg. Is it a hamstring? I don't know what's here. It's it it. it it, I pulled it though. Ham I'm coin? good now. Ham <laughs> coin. Oh, where's the landing strip? Isn't that on the front? No, no, no. I'm saying so. If you were driving, <laughs> the landing strip. Do you mean? If I was, if if I was not, driving on your ass. Yeah. If you're driving, if you started on my right ass cheek and you needed to get to the back of my knee and you took a straight shot to like the the most direct way of getting there that strip a muscle that's like on the leg but not on the butt like past the butt your hamstring is it my hamstring <laughs> what's okay. that going to do with the landing strip wait is what is that well, what you the, said is the landing strip on the front is your butthole the landing strip no 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 is the landing strip a part of the body? What have you been doing? No, I was just, it was supposed to be an analogy what, of what's like. What's your landing strip? A, well, like a runway runs quite a distance. So my point was, and then I switched no, I know, to highway. On your body, where's your landing strip? Well, I don't understand how to answer that question. See, okay, Gav, here's, here's where I think, here's where I think the, the, the communication is breaking down. I think you and I both, when we hear landing strip, we think pubic area, probably. Yeah. Right? Like the pubic V, pitcher's mound, landing strip, it's like <laughs> whatever you want to call it, like that area, the groinal area on the front. And I don't think, I think Andrew, I think Andrew's literally thinking if I landed a plane on somebody's <laughs> I am. butt, on my butt cheek, yeah. the landing yeah, strip would be the area going forward to the foot. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. If you're the land of, of like I was so, trying to explain. Yeah, you're landing strip on your butt. Yeah, toe elbows. Yeah. 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 I don't. Is that the hamstring? Uh, from butt to the back of the knee, I think it's. Here, let me. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a photo up quickly so we could. Of yours? I just like to know what I put. No, not, not of mine. I'm just. Give me a second. Let me, uh, let me drop this in so we can all understand and you can tell me what I just pulled. So at like where <laughs> sort of like <laughs> he's posted a picture of Operation the game. Yeah, well it's just it's a body I figured I could use. That's the if front you... though. You yeah, can't yeah, yeah, see yeah. The hamstrings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You it's need a copy of opposite... Anal Operation. Yeah, where's Operation it... from the rear? <laughs> That'd be a great game. It... Operation Two. It's the opposite side of the Charlie horse. What's on the other end of the Charlie horse? That the Charlie horse is at the top. What's at the bottom of the Charlie horse area? That's where uh, I pull. Yeah. Is that your quad or your hamstring? I don't know. That's what. Qu- yes. Well, yeah, yeah. You don't fucking know. Where Where is this Charlie horse? There, I think would be the quad. Although that should be closer to the knee. I th- well, yeah. I think his hamstring is what you're on about on the back. All right, hold hamstring. on. I'm looking okay. up a fucking. I'm not using operation. I'm using real bodies. Uh, it's your, oh, it's your re- <laughs> rectus. Femoris. My rectus. Yeah, your rectus femoris, I believe, is what you're referring to. Yeah, it's Sounds definitely like not bone. the hamstring. Oh, wait a second. It, it might be the hamstring. Your, qua- your quadricep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the hamstring, I'd say, yeah. based on this photo. Eric said you yeah. should end this. Eric's lost interest. Thanks for listening to another episode <laughs> of Face. I can't believe it's already over and we barely got to hear from our fearless leader, <laughs> Eric. I know he had a lot he wanted to talk about. I guess he'll have to bring it up next week. Uh, I can't hope to end the show as brilliantly as he began it, but I will do my best. So if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to leave a review on whatever platform you listened to this podcast, we would certainly appreciate it. Maybe tell a friend or a family member, hey, I like face. You're a bit of a face yourself. Why don't you face this podcast? And uh, you do that. And I promise we'll be here next week and we'll make you another one. Can we sell a version a- of Operation that's just Andrew Panton and it's <laughs> all the stuff is like in the ankles? Oh, that's a great that's idea. That's a great idea. That's a, that's great a fantastic idea. Operation, like that. Operation Andrew. It's his landing strip leg and his ankle bone. <laughs> his like, his elbow is his waffle bomb. Like we could come, oh, it'd be awesome. <laughs> could, uh, I, I just want to ask you this quickly, Gavin, because we didn't get to it again. When you were wearing the tag that would set off the alarms, I had a similar problem. What was your solution? Did you change how you'd go into stores? Yeah, I'll tell you all about it in episode 44.